everybody. This is Jenna. And I'm Noelle. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. <laughs> Welcome back to More Than Murder. Welcome back. Sorry about that shaky intro. I was laughing because for some reason I totally yeah. brain farted on the intro. I think that was one of the first times we've like redone an intro. In a while. In a while. I don't know because a couple months ago I was struggling for some reason. You remember? Yeah, I was that's like, true. That's true. I feel like it's times. more the ending for some reason. I know. It's always the, the, the intro socials. has been like, okay, we got this down pat. I don't even need my computer open. But today, Sometimes, yes. Sometimes there's so, just a brain fart. You won't hear that because hmm, editing magic yes but, editing but yeah yeah so yeah welcome back welcome if you up. if you if you are a regular listener to more than murder you will know that noelle covered the infamous lizzie Borden case last week which involves a hatchet yeah and murder if you haven't listened yet make sure to do that after this of course and hauntings well yeah 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 so obviously this week I'm also covering a gruesome axe murder case. I mean, why not? Uh, yeah. We'll just go with the theme. I mean, it's also true crime and paranormal. How can we, uh, you know, pass it up? Yeah, it's going to be October 1st when this publishes, well, correct? Well, yes, and yes. I and I know that it will, but I'm calling this Axe Murder Month. <laughs> well, even though it will be the end of Axe Murder Month because yeah, exactly. I don't have any other Axe Murders to cover next. Me neither. <laughs> but we're doing two in a row. They are kind of around the same time Lizzie was earlier yeah but it's just crazy to be like this should have happened I mean quite yeah. often it's like, like that they just used axes and hatchets were yeah and it was something means. that usually was already at a house uh-huh. everyone owned one chopping wood chopping wood places chopping broccoli Where'd that come from? Wasn't that a thing? I don't know. I've never heard that. It was something. I, think. I don't. Hey, old, old, old. If it was, and you guys know what I'm talking about, writing because I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, before we do get into it, I do want to put a quick disclaimer. This episode will contain graphic and explicit content, so listener discretion is always advised. Sorry, we forgot this one, to put that in until the last minute in the last episode after we talked about the brutal murder. <laughs> no, you put it in right before you started talking about it. I don't know. I think I said something, and I was like, you know, I guess I should have mentioned. Yeah, but it was like right before. Okay. I think you said that because you didn't say it at the top. Yeah. But it was before we got into like okay the okay. bad stuff. Yes. So yeah, we're getting into some real gruesome stuff in this case, and uh, yeah, let's hop. Right in. Hop on it. <laughs> I was for sure you were going to say that. <laughs> so when two adults and six children are discovered brutally murdered on Ooh. the morning of June 10th, 1912. That's a lot of people to axe to death. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Two adults, six kids, eight people. Eight Ooh. people. My God, that's mm-hmm. one psychotic rampage. Yeah. So right. when that happened, the small town of Villisca, Iowa, was shocked. I like that name for some reason. Villisca. Yeah. It, it flies off Villisca. the tongue. I misspelled it 30,000 times. <laughs> I had to see, like, oh, did I add an extra L? Did I not? My font's so tiny. I can't see nothing. Because <sighs> I don't know, for some reason, in my emails and stuff, like, when I sent you the document, yeah. I was typing it. And, like, when I start my word, it starts out at, like, a 12. So it's just, like, 
it's small to me, so I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, Those well, L's are blending together. I always, I'm on Calibri, and I change it to 14, so. I do, after I start typing, <laughs> Yeah. I'll, like, make my, you know, header big, and then everything else after that is at about, I think, a 14. Yeah. I'm just yeah. a blind baby. Same here. big. Especially <laughs> when having to read it off like that. So. Exactly, and, like, when I'm typing it, my eyes start getting tired, oh, and God. I just need to be able to see mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So, yes, Villisca, Iowa is where this occurred, and it just, it shocked everybody. Why could this, you know, who could have, sorry, who could have committed this crime, and why would they commit it? Mm-hmm. Who, what, why, where? Mm-hmm. All the things. When? Water break. Water break. Have to stay hydrated, folks. Hashtag. Because I woke up drinking coffee, so now it's like, oh, my body needs water. That's how it is. <laughs> I shut it off earlier, but then we had a test. But then mine made a noise earlier, too. It's telling me to restart. It's early, so it's like, we don't know what we're doing yet. So it became one of the most notorious murders in Iowa's history, and it even stole the front pages of newspapers from the tragic Titanic sinking, which occurred only a few months prior. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the Titanic news plastered every single newspaper. It was... I mean, yeah, the hugest tragedy of that time, probably. So everybody was reading about it. And Velisca actually dethroned it. So wow, that's crazy. Must be pretty big, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So this was big news, highly publicized. So let's jump right in to what made the case stand out and still fascinates people to this day. All right, let's do it. The Moore family lived a nice in a nice two-story home in Villisca, Iowa. And the family consisted of, lots of names here, guys, Josiah or Joe Moore, age 43, and I will call him Joe, his wife Sarah Moore, age 39, and their four children, Herman Moore, 11, Catherine Moore, 10, Boyd Moore, 7, and Paul Moore, age 5. Wow, okay. I did some Googling on the side to see, like, if I could get some background on the family, mm-hmm. what Joe did, why they moved, nothing. Okay. I could not find anything on their background. I think mostly it's just, unfortunately, at that time, it becomes you were murdered. You're now known for this. Yeah. You're not really known for much else. So when you, They were probably just normal Joe Schmoes or whatever. Yeah. And, and they, I mean, background. more of a hi- higher middle class-ish. This was a nice home, two stories. They mm-hmm. had a large family. So and other than that. What was the time time period again? 1912. 1912. That's yeah, right. So Titanic. Early, early, early 1900s. Yeah. Which, yeah. And Lizzie was like, what? Late 1800s? Well, yes, it took place when the murder 1892, occurred. I believe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. damn close. Or 1889, something like that, but yeah. Yeah, I remember 92 was said a lot. Yeah, I think it was so, 1892. Could have been. Not confused for 1992. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hashtag our birth year. That's right. So, anyway, the day and night before the brutal murder was fairly normal for this family. They attended a children's day service at their Presbyterian church. And apparently this was like the kids were in it. Sarah kind of ran it and it was very important to the family. Okay. They had all attended. um, Sorry, I just read that. (laughs) They attended with two neighborhood girls, Lena Stillinger, age 12 and sister Ina Stillinger, age eight. Okay. So if you do if you're kind of doing mental math, when I named the Moors, I named six people. Mm-hmm. 
there were eight people involved. So keep these two little girls in mind. Oh, jeez. These girls had gotten permission to attend the church service with the Moors, then to have a sleepover directly after. These things kind of go late, so it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, they'll just stay at our house so that we're not, you know, returning them super late at night. According to an article on iowacoldcases.org, the church thing, like, ran till 930. Hmm. Okay. Kind of late. Yeah. After the service, the Moors walked the three blocks home. Six children had a nice snack, and then everybody retired to bed. They had no idea what was coming that night. So, there are six children, and they're all the children of these people. No. Two of them are not. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, they had four children themselves. And then the two little girls are... And then the Stillingers are sisters, neighborhood sisters, that are just... Friends of the family. Having a sleepover. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I know. I kind of was thinking, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to make parents, like, question sleepovers now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, my parents already had a rule when I was growing up that we had to have visited each other's houses three times. Before a sleepover. Right. And my parents had to definitely have met and chatted with the parents Mm -hmm. for a while Mm -hmm. and kind of known where the hell I was going to be at, really. Exactly. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Luckily, Even though people can sh- can hide their true colors, but as we've talked about, mm-hmm. I mean, when I was real young, I did not like being away from home. Mm-hmm. I would get brave and be like, "I'm gonna have a sleepover," and it would be like we lived in like a little like our cul-de-sac, as I called it, and we were all neighborhood friends. Yeah. So my first one was like at the diagonal house from mine. Yeah. And I freaked out and called my mommy and said, "Come get me a walk home." Mm-hmm. And that went on for years. And I then, did that once too, except I was scared because I. Swore I heard some cre- creepy noises in my friend's house, oh. and I was really scared. And so, and that was actually right down the road as well. So my mom came yep, and yep. picked me up. That was always how it was. And and my dad, I think, actually came and got me. Yeah, for many years it was like I don't want to be here. Yep. I'm scared. Come get me. You know. And they knew what was coming. They didn't mind. You know. Yeah. But they ended up being like, "Are you really going to stay this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got this. I mean, that changed. We had sleepovers yep. <laughs> all the time. Yep. A little twin bed. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes. Duck, duck. So, yeah. So, to set the scene, the Moors got home. The kids had a nice snack, and then they all retired to bed. Later, around midnight. So, this is, like, June 9th turning into the 10th. Okay. Okay. A stranger entered the home, which had been unlocked, carrying an axe. Joe Moore's axe, to be specific. And was about to do some things. Now, it was not uncommon in this small, tight-knit community for people to leave their doors unlocked. It it happens around here. People do that. Until someone starts killing somebody and then people are buying locks and they're locking their door and all those things. So I'm sure that the town kind of changed a little bit after this happened. but, But yes, it was really easy for the killer to get in and to even be quiet about it. So if you think breaking in, right? You, you know, you watch the movies of like a home invasion and they grab the bat, like you hear something. Right. They knocked something over. They're trying to get up, like the window up. They smashed the glass. This didn't need to happen. So. I wonder if this person knew the family then. Well. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. Will we though? I just, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that too. Unsolved cases. Mother. 
Uh, yeah. So once inside, the killer walked up the stairs, went past the bedrooms with the children sleeping inside, and entered Joe and Sarah's room. Sure. Why wouldn't you take out? So, you would obviously take out the people who could defend themselves the most first. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And to set this, it was a two-story house, and then there's like a little, oops, sorry. There's a little like attic space in that house, too. Okay. And all of the bedrooms are on that second floor. So, downstairs is, like, all living, I believe, and then I think there's a guest room. Okay. So, that is how it goes. Joe obviously was killed first with an axe blade to the back of the head. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Joe was really the only one that was actually hit with the sharp side of the axe. Oh, my. The killer really, like, tended to, like, bludgeon with that hard other backside of the axe. Yeah. Not sure why Joe was, I don't know. because he wanted to take the man out first, you know. Well, you can also think, too, we don't know how sharp that axe was. It could have very well been that, like, when he he did it, it it was kind of hard to get out, and he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. So he just turned to. Well, I mean, you could always just... You know, it's a lot easier than... It is, but then again, it's not, because you still have to get through the spine. There's still areas where it could get stuck. Like, if it's a fucking dull-ass blade, yeah. been cutting trees for 10 years... You guys didn't hear what I said, because I was just making oh. motions. <laughs> because that's weird to say. Like, he could have, he could have like, just chopped their heads off. I feel like it would have been, like, way easier than shoving it in their skull. But, like, Jenna said, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to go you through You still got to get through but, things. But still, but it, this is way different. And I'm just speculating, too. I don't no, know. yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. I don't know why he, you know, used the blade first and then changed. But that, oh. that kind of works out in my head. Now, um... The next person is obviously Sarah. Sure. She's laying next to Joe, still asleep. She obviously didn't hear anything because if mm-hmm. he got him in the back of the head, then that means he was laying on his stomach and had no time to cry out or yep. anything. Yep. So. It, and that's what's weird about this case. We'll get into it. So he bludgeoned her with the blunt side of the axe, basically just smashed her skull. Good God. And then he left the room. Uh-huh. So we're not sure, you know, if at this point Joe and Sarah are dead or if they're just laying there kind of suffering at this point. Mm -hmm. Joe, I mean, got a blade to the head. So, I mean, it might have... You can stay alive for a little while while the brain is... uh, Exactly. So so he just kind of left them unsure if they were dead or alive. He entered the room where the four more kids were sleeping. Only four of them. There were only four more kids. Yes. The other two. Oh, my God. I am so lost. Why? Okay. The Moore family, which I named out, has six members. Right. And the four children were their own kids. Yes. So the two little girls didn't stay the night. Listen, I'm getting to them. (laughs) I said there was a guest bedroom downstairs. Yes. Okay. So these little girls were not staying in the same room. That's weird. Okay. Well, the rooms were kind of small, too. I think they had three rooms. There were two kids to each room. Okay. And then they had an extra bedroom downstairs for guests. Okay. So that's just where... But you just said they entered, he entered the next room where four kids were sleeping. Well, the rooms where okay. the four okay. kids were sleeping. So I All think right. they were grouped into two different rooms. All right. So once he entered, he struck them with the axe as well. Now, if you would have let me get there... <laughs> the I always questions. I'm the same way as you during these types of movies and cases. I always have to try to find out what the I fuck know. is going on. Dude, always. <laughs> now, the Stillinger children, who had been downstairs sleeping, 
apparently did not hear a sound. There were no screams, nothing to alert them to an intruder. And so far, he's only gotten to two children. Or he's already done all four. Okay. Basically, yes. He's yes. gone through the top top floor of the house. Yes, and everyone is dead. <sighs> well, that we that we think. Right, we're speculating. Okay? They have been hit by the axe. You would assume. You would assume. Which, this is the weird part about it. You okay. would think that even sleeping in the same room, someone's going to hear a noise and I stir. I mean, the sound of a blunt object coming down on somebody makes noise. If you're using the blade part, I feel like that makes less yeah, noise. Yeah, right. But he's literally... Bang, ba- bang, Exactly. Bang. Like, and it's not... Yeah, they're on a bed, which is soft, but they, the person themselves, have bones. And you have to think about old beds. Yeah, oh, Super creaky Super old... Well, and creaky floors, too. Irony, yeah. Like, this guy seems like he probably would have been... I'm picturing a big person for uh, some yeah. reason. Well... I mean... We'll get into that. You know, I don't know. I'm just... You know, I feel like... Either way, this person would be squeaking across the floor because, mm-hmm. because just that's just how it is. Old, Old stairs. Yeah, there's not much carpet. It was all hardwood. Exactly. There was, you know, like, that I know of. Yeah, I mean, I'm that I know sure. of. I'm not 1912, maybe. But if we were back in the but 1800s, no, I think it was that. probably all wood and floor at that time. Yeah, especially me. Eh. Carpets really, I feel like, came around later. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'll have to 50s, look it up. 50s, maybe, maybe a little bit earlier, and then the 70s, and maybe even like 20s off. when people started getting rich and everything with like stock. Yeah, and yeah, then, it could have been, and it could have even been like cheap carpet. But either way, the carpet been on top of that, the floor can still sweet. creak underneath. Oh, it. I know. We have a weird spot in our house. If your floorboards are broken or anything. Yeah. And before we got the vinyl and took the carpet out, and still now, obviously, but under the carpet, it would just, you could hear that creak. I knew when Sean was coming to bed. I knew when he got out of bed and all of that. So there had to have been a sound. I am not a light sleeper. I am a very heavy sleeper. Through Mm -hmm. sirens, through anything, I'm pretty much sleeping through it. So maybe that's the case, but it's just, it's strange how nobody woke up when this man was going through the house murdering. I mean, that's a lot of people to make noise on and nobody Exactly. So the Cylinder girls did not hear anything, and that is so unfortunate because the killer headed back down the stairs and lastly killed Ina and Lena Stillinger. Oh, my God. Now, with eight dead, the killer is not done yet. What could he possibly do? Oh, the animals? Was it animals? No. He made his way back upstairs and continued the brutality. What? He further bludgeoned Joe, Sarah, and their six children repeatedly. He just kept going around? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's said that Joe in particular had been struck over 30 times with the blunt side of the axe. So he's literally just smashing their heads to smithereens basically yeah oh my god so if they weren't dead they definitely are now but if they were dead what is the point it's overkill it's It's so overkill my god that's that's a true psycho who's just psychotic like having an episode or something very very harsh that's crazy it gets weirder too he used bed sheets and other various items of clothing to cover just the heads of the upstairs victims. Yeah, so he's just like their their dressing gowns, sheets, any clothes, and he just takes it and he covers the 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 head that he basically just smashed. Oh, good God. 
Yeah. After he does this, he retreats downstairs, and he does the same to the Stillinger girls. He bludgeons them further, then covers them as well. It just seems so very personal. Exactly. Exactly. So personal. It's like. so strange. But it's also, why the Stillinger girls? Well, yeah. I mean, it just was anybody in the house, really. Anybody, if they weren't in the house, he wouldn't have gone after them. Exactly. But you why know? would they be as personal as the people upstairs? Because yeah, it would seem know. like the Moors would be the ones that... And the, the Stillinger girls were just kind of, you know, <laughs> wrong yeah. place, wrong time type of thing, but... Maybe it was one of the Stillinger's parents. My lord, Trinity. We got a cat playing with a pen on the floor. <laughs> the cat... We started these out with absolutely no animals in the room, but the cat has found her way in every single recording. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> deal with it. So, I guess carpets started being created in the 1700s. Which kind of makes sense because kings and yeah. queens and, yeah. like, they might have, like, a throw carpet. It probably oh, wasn't yeah. wall-to-wall. No, I'm sure carpets existed. Yeah. Yeah. But I did sense. read that 1950s, after World War II, there was a huge housing boom and they started getting carpets, or like, wall-to-wall oh, right okay. around then. So we, we had the right feeling there because, yeah, they, w- they did exist, but they weren't, like... You weren't going to find wall-to-wall carpets. No, because homes. a lot it was of only people like a throw were, rug or yeah. a knitted carpet. Or they were like, building their own homes. Yeah, just setting up the the wooden flat flooring yeah. and then probably covering it up with a little something. Mm-hmm. So if you were wealthy, you might have, you know, a runner up the stairs mm-hmm. or you know a hallway ca- carpet or something. But I don't yeah, because also I feel like the really wealthy, their floors were also not carpeted, but they use really nice flooring material yeah. they have the pretty tiles and marbles mm-hmm. and or just super nice polished hardwood yep and... yep so after this the victims are pretty much unrecognizable i would assume yeah yeah i mean we saw what andrew and abby With just 19 and 11 yeah. this is over th- i mean joe had over 30 yeah, yeah. And this was using the axe part, the blunt, like the blade yeah. part in Lizzie's, but mm-hmm. in this case, it's the blunt. So I can assume that it was awful looking. Uh, the killer also hung around after the murders. Okay. He strangely took clothes and like, or cloths, bed dressings, sheets, anything, you know, that he could find. And he covered all the mirrors in the home. Weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, it's just a weird, like... What was the it, way, gray and gray? Right? No, that's Well, that paintings. was just a painting. Yeah, I know. But it... I know that mirrors were superstitious, for sure, Well, but. that's the thing is, in a lot of the articles I read, it said ritualistically covering the mirrors. And that's that's a specific word to use, yeah. you know? And it stood out to me as, like, hmm, I wonder if it was, like, a supernatural type of thing mm-hmm. you know because why else would you do that mm-hmm. maybe it had something to do with the souls maybe he didn't want the mirrors capturing the souls of the, the dead something who knows who I'll knows have, i'll have to dig deeper into mirror lore i know a little bit about it but not a whole yeah. lot yeah because i he, know that they're portals i know that a lot of things uh-huh. but not everything no so that could be why but he that's what he did he also rummaged through the ice box. He probably didn't want to look at his own face he probably knows he's a psycho well it was also you know they said as well like any reflective surface so if you had anything like a tea kettle or anything like reflected he probably covered that too Mm -hmm. and that very well probably was because he was walking around the house he was hanging out making himself Mm -hmm. at home and didn't want to see himself Mm -hmm. probably covered in motherfucking blood probably he didn't wash it off oh no way well we'll get into that oh god so he rummaged through the ice box he even made himself some food but he didn't eat it 
like when they discovered it, they they found like a bowl full of food. He brought out like this pound slab of bacon and that was just chilling in the house somewhere. It was a very odd scene. This person is psycho. Like I yeah, said, they've got yeah, this person is not right in the head right now. Something very wrong. Yeah. Now, upon discovering the scene, they also found a bowl full of bloody water. Because he was trying to clean. Yeah, so they believe that he, like, filled this bowl with water, and then he kind of, like, washed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe his hands, maybe his face, you know, little things like that. He's not going to clean up the house, because... And then he just left the bloody water there, which is just... He left the bloody water, What's the point in even cleaning anyway? Like, cleaning your face, like... Well, because you got to get out of the house, so, I mean... Yeah, but he's going to get caught either way. Maybe not. Well, we'll get into that. (laughs) Oh, Lord. It's believed that the killer left the residence around 5 a.m. and uh, locking the home behind him. Wow. So he was there for about five hours. Yeah. Yeah. And this is June. So the sun is peaking up, I think, around that time. I mean, I don't know what daylight savings time was then, so... (laughs) Hopefully the or same. If it existed. I don't well, know I mean, when is, daylight only, savings time started. I feel like it didn't start until later. It was it's like a Bush like, era thing. I'm pretty sure George the senior started daylight savings time. Maybe. I don't know. But I, who knows? Yeah. It, it, it may have been light by that time. Yeah. But it might have been dark. So maybe that's yeah. more of a reason why he felt he needed to clean himself up. She's pulling out her phone. She's going to Google it. I got to know now. <laughs> I know. I have no idea. I I know that there are two states or something that don't, or no, there's two places that don't observe daylight savings time. I think one of them is like Alaska. I want to know. I'm not even going on with the story until I know. <laughs> I know that. Ancient Egypt, it's going to say. <laughs> Okay, so I was kind of right-ish. It started way back before, actually. It was uh, Roosevelt that started it in, like, 1918. Oh, damn! Well, it started even farther back in New Zealand, actually, according to history. But we didn't start using it until then. But then people, presidents and everything kept changing, Mm -hmm. and whether they would use it or not, and what time it started and everything. And then 2007, the start and end of daylight savings time shifted again, which is why I remember George Bush, because... He was president before Obama. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was I was thinking he was the one that started it again. I do not remember that at all. From 1987 to 2006, daylight savings time started the first weekend. Yeah, so it's just been changing. They just been keep changing it all the time. Of course they do. Of course, because yeah. it's a sham. Yeah. Like, well, oh, let's get more daylight. Let's get dark at 5 p.m. Well, it's so the farmers have more time. I, I know. Guess. I mean, I, I get it, but, but I don't get it. Well, then it made sense. They didn't have these tractors that have these giant beaming lights. Yeah. Now they've got oh, beams. Cricked my neck. Oh, no. That's going to be sore the rest of the day. Uh-huh. It was be like stiff. the back way, too. Oh, I hate that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we're closing on 30 soon, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Body's falling apart, guys. <laughs> yeah. Started at 25. Oh, <laughs> God. So, yeah. It was not daylight savings time then, so it was probably dark at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. or, like, when he was leaving. And the cat's meowing again. That's great. You're just going to have to hear it because I'm doing this and I can't let her in. Yeah. So. That's fine. Keep going. In the early morning hours of June 10th, 1912. So that is the morning. Of the Titanic. Of the murder. No. 1912. 
That's not the day, though. Well, no, it was. That's it was in it April. It was reported that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was in April of 1912. So, um, neighbor Mary Peckham noticed that the Moore home seemed less lively as usual. Four kids, two parents, probably pretty raucous household. Yeah. Especially, like, in those times you get up early, you have your chores that you got to do, you got things you got to do. And it sounds like they might have had friends over quite often, so there might even be extra kids that you see running exactly. in and out of the house, mm-hmm. you know, coming mm-hmm. over. Who I didn't read about pets, but maybe they did have farm... I, who yeah, the who fuck knows? knows? Yeah. Um, so she got a little worried well, when she a good neighbor. that. I know. Isn't that nice? Yeah. She went over, received no answer, and she noticed that the door was locked and... She's like, all right, I got to call somebody. <laughs> she notices the door is locked, and she's like, there's an issue here. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> Usually nowadays, it's like the door was unlocked and already open, so they're like, what the hell? Who's been here? I know, but when she couldn't just walk in in the morning That's and have an coffee <laughs> with Mrs. Moore, you know we're having an oh issue. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm hysterical. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I know. opposite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she calls Ross, who is Joe's brother. I was going to say Monica's brother, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah him. <laughs> One and the same. He's a fun That pile. Geller guy. <laughs> uh, so Ross apparently had like a spare key to the home. I don't know why, but he did. They're family. Yeah. I could see my sister sure. having a spare key to my home. My parents know? know where my spare key is located for my house. Well, I know where your spare key is. Yeah, <laughs> my, my close people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ross arrived, he immediately went into the home, but immediately ran out in a panic after he saw all of the blood. I would assume it's not just in the bedrooms, it's got to be dripping, it's got to be, there's got to be blood dripping off of him, off of the murder Mm -hmm. weapon that he's walking around with. Well, that's the thing, is I don't think he saw the complete scope. I don't think he found the bodies, I think he ran in. Mm Mm-hmm. Saw it being a disaster. Saw blood drippage places, and he was like, "The bowl of bloody water, just weird ass fucking." W T T A F. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it just fell out my head. <laughs> uh, so they quickly called the local marshal, Hank Horton, Hank Horton, Hank Horton, who he came, hears a who. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hank Horton uh, hears a who. So Hank uh, came to investigate. Horton was the one who actually went in and searched the home fully, and he found just a horrific scene. When he came back out, according to iowacoldcases.org, he had stated that there was, quote, somebody murdered in every bed, end quote. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yeah, I already knew that, but still, just so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Why? Oh my God. Why? Why was just it? bludgeoning is just... The overkill is what is really, I mean, yes, the whole thing is shocking, but I mean, just the the overkill and then and him lingering, like, what is this person? Where the fuck did they come from? I know. Oh, jeez. The axe was found rather quickly. The killer apparently cleaned it partially and then just set it up against a wall near the room where the Stillinger girls were sleeping. Yeah, the dude was nuts. He didn't nuts. care. Yeah. He probably wiped it down a little bit and then just kind of set it there. Yeah. I'm done with it. From the start, the investigation into the murders was a complete mess. Which, I'm sorry, when is it not? When is it not? When don't they drop the ball in these types of cases? You guys, we say it in every single episode. If you are well, a, a loyal listener, you would know every murder episode. I know. The law enforcement drops the motherfucking ball. Well, 
Just wait, because it has to do with the crime scene. Oh, great. They, they fucked with the crime scene, you the idiots. The crime scene was never, like, secured. Oh, my God. People were just walking in and out, tramping on everything. Anyone could go in. It's Investigators, local church members. And neighbors of the Moors. Like, a hundred people from this, like, neighborhood just, like, walked up into this murder scene. And this is not in the 1800s, you guys. I know that 1912 is a long time ago, but still, they're not that fucking dumb. You gotta secure the motherfucking crime scene! I know. Like, the fact that we know this, and they don't know this. (laughs) I know. I know. I I, I mean... The same thing happened, too, when... um, Madeline McCann went with, went missing went with her parents on vacation. Yes, yes. And yep. people were just coming in and out of that room all day. That so there was they couldn't find any specific footprints and blah blah blah. You yep. know, like yeah. <sighs> this obviously created a clusterfuck and most likely destroyed a lot of evidence. I mean, you have footprints that you can't discern. Fingerprints. Is this the killers? Is this Mary Jo from down the street? Who the fuck knows? There's tears places. There's DNA from people everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I guess... I don't remember which website. Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. <laughs> um, It was... Oh, God. It was either iowacoldcases.com or the Smithsonian one that I used. Well, those either are really, one. You, co- you covered either, so... Yes, and those are... It's credited no matter really what. Really, the two that I used, I credited Wikipedia, but I didn't really use it. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, someone even apparently took, like, a fragment of skull from Joe. What? Mm-hmm. Why? Because they want... The people have been crazy all forever. They have been macabre and collectors well, of the Yeah, but duh. Forever. I know. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. Let's take a piece of the victim. I know. Before the crime scene has even been yep. motherfucking processed. Yep. Oh, my God. I can't get over the stupidity of people. I really can't, and it still is to this day. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It... Uh, it's just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It really is. Just the fact that they botched the fuck out of this. The audacity of people and, like, law enforcement. And mm-hmm. It just... Mm-hmm. So, on top of the crime scene being a complete mess, investigators had zero leads into suspects. It would have been very easy for the killer to basically hop on a train and get out of town. Yeah. Trains were coming in and out of Villisca a lot. I mean, especially being in Iowa. Morning, noon, yeah. and night. In and out, in and out, in and out. So, oh, God. <laughs> um, what? Well, I just said in and out, in and out, in and out. I didn't even think of that as dirty, so All you right, are good, in a good, different good. spot. I'm surprised. <laughs> I was like, please Usually don't. Me. Please don't. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they had no leads. Bloodhounds had, like, even been used. They came in, tried to sniff things out, but nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. I know. Which, in my brain, I feel like that does help with the killer's probably not in this town anymore, right now. Because... What, Either that, that or they just couldn't get a scent on him because of there's so many, many fucking scents in, in the house. Yeah, yeah, that that hit me after. Yeah. yeah, that's probably you know, what it was. And even if there was traces of blood somewhere, it wouldn't even have been his. No, so they no. wouldn't have been able to like trace him home or whatever because because no. I never read anywhere about an injury or finding blood from mm-hmm. another. You know, they no one fought back. 
Well, it's 1912, too. Blood analysis isn't even oh, yeah. probably a thing. They're not well, they that. just started DNA. Remember, in Lizzie Borden, they had just started DNA, and that's why they still oh, didn't true. get any prints off it, because it was just starting. So maybe, yeah. hopefully, within By that next 20 years. It was probably to the point where it was like, okay, this blood matches this person. Yeah. It's O negative. He's O negative. Exactly. Yeah. They might not have even had so, records. I mean, you can't even match yet. They're fucked. Yeah. They're motherfucking fucked. Yeah. So... Yeah, the word ends up getting around, and some suspects are called into question once people are like, okay, this guy's kind of suspicious, this guy was kind of suspicious, so. And just so you guys know, fingerprint analysis is awesome, because, let's face it, many people, especially in the U.S., have been fingerprinted now. They've been in trouble of some sort, so it, so it is good to run the prints. I've but, been fingerprinted. But... Not everybody has. So, yes, fingerprints are great, but you can only match them if you have those person's fingerprints to come in the system. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. or else they're just fingerprints. Yeah. So, and, and they all look, I mean, you really they're all have unique, to look. But they're all different, but yeah, I mean, it takes a, an expert to know. To, yeah. To, to be able to differentiate. Oh, yeah, blow that shit up big, and you got to be looking every swoop and swirl. I mean, they have programs for that but which still. is nice but back in the day yeah like you think about richard ramirez they had to probably well they might have had codas at that time but they earlier had to than actually that, match pictures with what yes was in they had to literally look file. at the fingerprint look at the one yep. that you have in front of you that's just like an ink blot and you have to literally Trace match it out, make yeah. sure that yeah yeah. Fuck that. No wonder why they took so long. <laughs> <laughs> we have this fingerprint. It's going to take seven years. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're going to get into those suspects now. Okay. I was wondering if they were going to have any... How did they even come up with any suspects? Blah, 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 blah. Splash, splash. Um, so... I mean, how in the world? Because everyone was fucking talking. There were rumors about. Everyone was talking. It's highly publicized. It's fucking running around the room. And then you have the other crazy people who are like, yeah, I get it. Exactly. So we we kind of hear, and I'll get into why they're suspected, obviously, but it's not going to be a good outcome. So the first one is... Thanks for the warning. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is Frank Jones. Oh, my voice did something weird. So the first one is Frank Jones. He was a local businessman. Frank Jones. Sorry, I just had to. Mike Jones. <laughs> uh, so he was a local businessman and a state senator. Dirty politicians. Hey, man. Yes. So... It it got around that they did not like each other, Joe Moore and Frank Jones. Oh, God. I call him Frank Jones because I'm like, oh, God, I see Joe and then Jones. And yeah. it's like, Meh. Joe Jones. <laughs> yeah, I got so confused. Joe Jones. Like, oh, my God. It was so confusing. So. Which would make sense on maybe why he would have gone for the man first. Well, yes. So, Joe had actually worked for Frank Jones, but ended up quitting due to some shitty hours. It was not a great place to work. Okay. And apparently Joe also took an important client with him when he left. Mm-hmm. Like, you build those big relationships with people. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I worked for a place recently that um, if he hired on a mechanic, they actually had to sign something that said if you're to leave, you cannot 
if you start your own business, you're not to, to contact any of our customers. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. Mm-hmm. Stealing customers or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, yep. there are actually people prevent against that nowadays. So, it, yeah, you have to sign shit, man. And yeah. I mean, I don't blame the employers either because you I mean, don't want to lose shitty. that big client. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, that's shitty if somebody to be like, hey, I'll do this for cheaper over here and mm-hmm. you can just leave him. And it's like, oh, I'd yeah. Probably be like, I'm okay, do it for cheaper. Out, and I can, yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I, I'm a bargain shopper. I'm sorry. I know. So am I. <laughs> I'm only middle class, guys. Hey, hey, you gotta podcasting without monetization costs a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> Just so y'all know, we mentioned it before. Hashtag leave us reviews. <laughs> Hashtag let's get on TikTok. <laughs> we are on TikTok. Yeah, we need to do stuff. So, um, with this, you know, Joe stealing the client, quitting, you know, this really ruffled feathers mm-hmm. with Frank Jones. And if that wasn't enough, a rumor had circulated that Joe Moore had been having an affair. With Frank's wife. No. With Dona. It's D-O-N-A. So I don't know if that's Donna or Dona. In Italian, Dona is a word. And I want to say Dona, but I, I'm going to. Dona Jones. Frank's own daughter-in-law. Gross. Okay. This old man has an affair with a younger woman. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, well Joe I mean, is 43. We don't know how old the daughter-in-law was. Or I'm how old Frank Jones. So I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, yeah, she did seem kind of Probably young. about 20, 20-something, 20 which... I mean, that's her own choice. The dad has no place in being pissed off. Not even that. her dad biologically. Right. So Just he has, that's no place of his. Lost, but she, she's, she's, you know, of age. She can do whatever if she If she's pleases. consenting, I mean, yeah. He's yeah, the one that's having, you know, an affair. She is not, you know. But, but apparently at that time, that was enough for murder. That oh, was yeah. enough of a motive. Touch, no, even now. fucking murder. Yeah, you know, yeah. dad's coming out with a gun when they're trying mm-hmm. to show the boy. Calm mm-hmm. your toxic fucking male shit down. Okay, daddy? I know. I'm going to do what I want anyway, so get the fuck away with this fucking gun, you I know, right? Oh, let me take a prom picture with my gun. Uh, That's so so stupid. Funny. Oh, wow, that's great. You're threatening somebody else's child with murder. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. What the fuck? Yeah, like, that's going to make me feel great, Dad. You, (sighs) yeah. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) So, Yeah. (sighs) So that seemed like it could be a motive, but a lot of people questioned if Frank Jones could actually be physically able to commit these crimes. Okay. <clears throat> what happened with my voice? It's just, we've been getting these dramatic. Crimes. So. <laughs> oh God, just wait till what, next week? Guys, pause. We're acting in a haunted house. Oh yeah, I was going to mention it at the end. The month of October. So we're going to be... Oh shit, yeah. Real bad. We may be a little hoarse. Next week. <laughs> a couple weeks. For the next couple weeks. Well, yeah, but starting next week. Yeah. Because we are dress rehearsaling this weekend mm-hmm. for it. And we're just going to be screaming and yelling for... And I also have a child yeah, that I've been working really hard at keeping a level voice with. So hopefully that won't be a double whammy. Uh, well, um, I'm thinking about it. It's like... We record, by the time we record with tea and water. Yeah, but you know how my voice is. It Hopefully takes forever for we it to can, come back. Oh, I know, especially if I lose my voice. When I lose my voice, it takes about two to three weeks. Because I'm not stopping talking. They're um, like, oh, well, you can't talk. There's Please. no way. Did there's you see no my way. report cards when I was a kid? Like, there's no it way. It definitely always said your daughter talks too much. Oh, we were always <laughs> in a freaking health class. Hey, girls. <laughs> Oh, that woman uh, pissed me off during that one. Well, it was the quartet right there. We had Josh, Colin, you, and I, and it was just we were always 
fucking around talking in fucking ninth grade health oh, class. Geez. Unless it came to boobies or anything mm. like that. Oh, then it was like, <laughs> fucking immature. Ugh, high school boys. So, yeah, where'd that come from? So, yes, we're going to be probably... <clears throat> yeah, pay attention to our posts. We'll post some things, maybe us getting ready, and then you guys should, if you're local, go to The Haunted House. That's The yes. Twisted Tales of Horror off Route 36. Going towards Hornell. I said, going towards Hornell. We can have um, a talk. What are we talking about? In the back of Fitzpatrick's Farms. So, yeah, go there. We'll scare the pants off you. Only Friday. And nights. I will laugh in your face after. Yes, Heck, I'm just kidding. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> We're really excited. So, so yes. Yeah, so, back to the episodes. The affair seemed like it could have been a motive. But a lot of people questioned if he could physically be able to commit these crimes. Okay. He was 57 years old. Oh, okay. So his daughter so, might have actually been more like 30-something. See? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. He was a bit older. And you got to have stamina for a killing like that. Yeah. Especially uh, with the bludgeoning. Yeah. Like the, the, the boom, boom, boom. Like, yeah, I'm tired after people. three. And then not only that, but then just wandering around for the next five hours or for the next probably, you know, I'd assume bludgeoning for that long took about two hours of his time. So, you know, oh, three more hours. Of, yeah. Who knows if he paused in between or what yeah. he was doing in between. He might not have been like, boom, 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 boom. We don't really know a timeline. Right. So, yes. So, they were like, mm, maybe he couldn't do it. But that didn't completely rule him out. It sucks there were no witnesses watching. Like, if, if somebody, oh, if only this neighbor saw somebody going in and out of the house. But no. No. No, no one saw a person. No so. one saw anything. And there is a theory that he was like, went in the home earlier and while waited. they were in church yeah. and waited in the attic. Yeah. Because there's I like mean, this little tiny, it's tiny, tiny attic. And they thought, oh, well, maybe he hid in there. And then there's also theories that he was just kind of hanging out like behind the house, maybe in the shed. Well, when the, by the time they got home from church, it was 930. By that, even in summertime, you're already getting pretty dark. Yeah. But so. even... There's a theory that, you know, someone followed them home from church and then started yeah. watching them from there. And then once they went to bed, found his opportunity. And we why the know. fuck this family? Hmm. <sighs> so there is a theory that maybe Jones, Frank Jones, had hired someone named Mil- Mil- Milliam Wansfield. William <laughs> Mansfield. <laughs> I had to go with that it. name sounds so familiar. William Mansfield to kill the Moors. Okay. The theory quickly falls apart. Mansfield had an airtight alibi for the night the murders occurred, but they definitely were like, you know, <laughs> this could happen. Mm-hmm. This guy's got money. He's a senator, local business owner. He did not like more. Maybe he took him out. Mm-hmm. But why take out the entire family and the two little girls who had nothing to do with anything? That's what I was going to say. That's awfully risky for a senator to just not pick off the one person you have an issue with. And it's more to the fact that, like, maybe if he did it himself, it would have just been Joe. Yeah. But maybe because he hired somebody, maybe this guy was just violent and crazy and was like, well, go big or go home. Oh, God. I, I don't can't know. I just said that. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Another suspect was Reverend Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly. Okay, so that's a lot of female names. Is Was it a female reverend? It was not. <laughs> of course. And I want to say that I do talk about the killer a lot with he pronouns. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We really. only assume because, because as we know, 
crime is very well bludgeoning you know, people like that big, takes a yes, lot yes exactly it takes a lot and I, I even pictured a big man doing but it, it could so. it very well could have been who knows we do not know this is pretty unsolved if you guys hadn't guessed yet. The mom looks so nice and eccentric. I don't know why, but her <laughs> face looks like I would be her friend. They just look like a nice family. They do. You know, they don't... I never found anything in Joe. I mean, if he was having an affair... I mean, a lot of men that's do. That's shitty, but at that, that time... Doesn't, that doesn't mean he should have been murdered. Exactly. I mean, they, that means he should have gotten a divorce. <laughs> that's yes. all that means. Yes. So, yes, the Reverend. I just call him Reverend Kelly. He's got way too many names going okay, on Okay, I was going to say, if you keep so. saying the Reverend, I'm just going to think of the Walking Dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So That's definitely who I'm picturing, too, right now. Wasn't the Reverend Kimmy Schmidt, too? Yeah, wasn't she, he called they called the Reverend? him the Reverend, I believe, yeah. Good fucking Lord. <laughs> so, he did not live in Villisca, but he happened to be in town the night of the murders. Hmm. Was he, he the one also, doing the church ceremony that they were at? Well, we'll get we'll get into that. Okay. He also boarded a train out of Villisca in the early morning hours of June 10th. Early morning hours? Well, it would have to have been after 5. Well, yes, yes. But so. it, was, it was between when the bodies were discovered and when they feel like the he killer would have left. left. Ew. Oh, my God. He looks like a mad mess. That, he looks like he's a <laughs> shrunken-headed William Defoe or something. I Will know. What in the world? So, another piece of evidence. <laughs> I know. He's, he's ooky looking. You guys can see all these photos on the blog, by the way. <laughs> yes. 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 So, another piece of evidence against Reverend Kelly was that he was left-handed and according to the blood spatter evidence and the trajectory of the spatter, they believed the killer had swung left-handed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I did a side goog. Okay. Because I was like, they use spatter, but then there's also blood splatter. And I wanted to kind of break that down because there is a difference. Okay. You can't just say blood splatter. There is a difference. So spatter is small and like microscopic dots of the blood, and then the splatter is those really big yeah. Yeah. Dexter's mm-hmm. job there. Yeah. Which is weird because I feel like there would be a ton of splatter. Uh, With how like the death Yeah, I would assume. Maybe it was more the killer was covered. I mean it could just be also because they were laying in bed, so maybe the bed the only thing that came was the spatter from the, the, the axe itself. Yeah. You know, mostly the the bed took all the Probably. And yeah. him. Yeah. Probably. So yeah, that was something that they were like, We believe he's left the killer will be left handed. He looks like such a small man. I wonder what he looked like in real life. Like he looks from I mean, like you said, he looks like he's got a shrunken face. No, he looks size, very he looks little. Like he's a small person. Very little. Yeah, I don't. Ew, he creeps me out. I don't like. I can't stop staring at him, but he creeps me out. <laughs> so Kelly had also been seen attending the same church event as the Moors the night before. Okay. So I don't think he was like a stranger. presiding over it or anything. Okay. I think he literally was just in town, maybe for this event. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure past that, hmm. but, or maybe he was just in town. He's like, oh, there's a church event. I'll just go to that. Yeah. There's also, I mean, he was known as a sexual deviant. So it could have also been like, this is a the children's reverend? day event. The reverend. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. So as you can see in the picture, the reverend was really strange 
He'd been caught peeping in people's windows. And like I said, you know, before, he was a sexual deviant. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm just not surprised at all. That's sad. <laughs> now, this part is kind of... I don't know. I don't know. We'll get into it. And then I want your opinion. So, okay. neighbors speculated that Kelly may have become obsessed with the Moors and more so maybe the Moor children. During the search, like, he... He was kind of watching them during the service, kind of, you know, eyeing out who he wanted. But that there's going to be a wrench in that. So There was no signs of sexual assault. No. That, and we'll get into that. So apparently they thought that he followed him home that night. He watched from outside and then they went to bed. That's when he went in. Yeah. Now, sexual assault was never found in this case. Yeah, I mean, they were just found bludgeoned. Well, poor Lena was found with, like, her dress up and over her head, and her underwear was missing. But they never found actual evidence of an assault happening to her. And I don't know about the underwear thing, but he was covering their heads, so it was probably just convenient. She was wearing her nightdress. He probably just, you know... Quickly he might covered up her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Maybe she probably. didn't wear underwear to bed. Who knows? Maybe she peed the bed. Yeah. And wanted to hide the underwear because she got scared she was going to get in trouble. You're staying at somebody else's house and yeah. you just wet the bed. You don't know. You don't, you don't know, know the circumstances of everyday life. Mm-mm. So, yeah. So, we can't say, like, oh, well, he was a sexual deviant, so he did it. I mean, it could have been that he murdered the first girl and then did sexually assault her because they were the last ones. Nobody would have heard it happening. And so he could have done done it then, and then murdered her. So he could have bludgeoned the first si- or the first girl. That yeah, was but there staying. was no signs. You would see sexual assault. I mean, not unless you did a rape kit. No, there's like if she's a a, a virgin, there are clear signs of a rape. Well, yeah. Well, sorry, sexual assault. I, I understand that, but they said no signs. But did they actually? You know that I don't know. I don't know if that technology. I mean, they probably could have known if there was a substance that went inside. Yeah. Of the cavity. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's as you know to the point where you can test the DNA and do right. all of that. But th- there were no signs of sexual assault at the scene. Okay. So we <sighs> Kelly looks good, but you can't just look at him because of the sexual right. deviant aspect. Yeah. Now the evidence against him wasn't looking good either. Apparently, shortly after the murders, Kelly apparently sent bloody clothes to be laundered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dumbass. There was also a couple on the train that morning when he left Velisca, and they stated that Kelly told them, quote, murders had been committed in Velisca, end quote. So, okay. that could be a clear confession, but yeah. then again, sometimes witnesses aren't... The most reliable. We'll Mm. never know. So on top of this, Kelly actually confessed to the murders. What? He 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 wrote a confession, and he stated he killed the children upstairs first, and then the ones downstairs last, and that God had wanted him to do it. How would it... So how would he have... Unless they leached all this to the public, how would he have known the layout... And how, well, that's the thing is everybody was in the house. Yeah, but how does he know the layout of the house, where people were sleeping, 
You know, like he took care of everybody upstairs first and then went downstairs. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everyone went into this house. Every single neighbor in this town went into this house. So you think he just They went into the bedroom. Well, he leaves town and then I guess a few weeks later he like came back and was like, oh, I'm going to help the investigation. I was going to say because he left town early that morning. So No, he comes back into town and he's like, oh, you know, I want to help out with the investigation, which we do know now, hindsight, killers do do that. Yeah. So it's also a thing against him, but it's also a way that he would, he could know the ins and outs. Okay. Because, yes, everybody, it was probably in the papers, upstairs, downstairs, guest bed, like, everyone fucking knew. Jeez. Okay. Probably. Because the media was Because that's the one thing I would question, is, okay, if... How does he know? Right. Yes. That would seem like, okay, that seems like a credible... Even if they weren't writing about it... You go into the local fucking coffee shop and you're going to fucking hear about... Well, since they let everybody in their mom. Exactly. That's what's wrong with this fucking case. So, with the confession and Kelly's impeding trial, you may think, great, solved, bad man got locked away. No. The case against Kelly falls through very quickly. He recants his confession. The older couple also change their story. What? Yeah. I don't know what they changed it to, but it was said that they completely, and they probably, you know, with witnesses, that's the problem. They'll say one thing, and then the story changes, and then the story, like, you, it, uh-huh. it's so hard. But him recanting, there's nothing they can do. That's what they needed. That was the only real evidence. They didn't mm-hmm. have evidence. So they, if they had the confession, they could at least be like, all right, we're good to go. This obviously sowed doubts in the minds of jurors. It ended up being a hung jury. Oh, my God. And a hung jury, for those that don't know, just means that basically all the jurors could not agree on a verdict. You basically have to have a unanimous verdict. Mm -hmm. Watch or read 12 Angry Men. We Mm -hmm. had to in high school. And it has to be unanimous. So they just could not. It was 11 to 1. And they just could not sway this one person. The law enforcement should have looked into his hometown and see if any other murders had occurred anywhere else where this guy had. They're not going to fucking do that. Of course not. It's too much work. But wait, we'll get into that. So this obviously means Kelly walked free and the Velisca X murder case remains unsolved. Wow. Now there's one last suspect I want to touch on. Okay. And his name is Henry Lee Moore. Okay, so a relative. No relation. All right, I was going to say, because nope. it seems quite personal. Yeah, no, he, sense. in all that I read about him being a suspect, he was not a relation to the Moors. Huh. It was just coincidental. Wow. That his last name was Moore. Pretty damn coincidental. So, and this guy, so he's written as a suspect, but they said that it's it's really unlikely that he did it. Because it was just basically conjecture yeah. and them being like, oh, he did this. So he's got to do this, 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 and this. You yeah. know, it was kind of just, he was kind of tied loosely. But it brings up a very important fact. The Moore family was not the only axe murder case which occurred during this time. In the area? So there had actually been a lot in the Midwest, actually. That whole area. And it was between 1911 and 1912. Huh. There was like a span of axe murders. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... They all bore striking similarities to the Velisca case. So it wasn't just like, you know, random axe murders. They all kind of had little bits and pieces that matched each other, such as how the bodies were covered with sheets. Hmm. That's very 
that seems like what modus operandi is that the right word maybe not signature maybe but it seems very personal it's not something that every killer who's doing an axe murder would do you wouldn't think yeah for sure because covering the victim is very personal and i think it means like there's something behind it Mm -hmm. you're not just covering it to cover it Mm -hmm. like he he had meaning behind it Unless he's just psycho and was like, oh, if I cover this, nobody will know what happened. (laughs) No, I doubt that. I think it probably had something to do. And it could have also been the fact that he didn't want to look at the heads anymore as he was walking around the house. Yeah. So it definitely, I think, with that, maybe the same person had done all of these. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like it. Right? So naturally, many assume that it had to be the work of a serial killer. That that term was not coined <laughs> back in this time. I'm just using it because I know it. They definitely did not be like, oh, we have a serial killer on the loose. So that didn't come to like 1960. Um, only a few months. So this is how we're going to tie in Henry Lee Moore. Only a few months after the Velisca murders, Henry Lee Moore had been convicted of murdering his own mother and grandmother with an axe. Good God. And so with him being arrested for this... And the fact that he was reported as very violent, many just assumed that he was responsible for all of the killings and that Velisca was probably in with those. So it was just a serial killer, Henry Lee. And he just he found this it. family that randomly he wanted to pick off. Well, that's what he was doing. It was all over. It was in Kansas and Velisca and it was all over. It wasn't, it was random. Hmm. They were just axe murders. Okay. And they all had weird similarities to what we see in Velisca. I wonder if those ones had, if the killer had lingered. I don't know. And that's the thing is that could probably be its own episode and it might be in the future. Yeah. Like I want to look into these murders from 1911 to 1912 in the Midwest just to see if we can tie them back. I mean, you said it's Axe Murder Mom. Ooh. Might have to do that for your next one. Shit. Maybe we got to change it up. That would be sick. Uh, yeah, maybe. So, who knows, really? I mean, he was never legally tied to the case. I think it was everybody was talking about it. Yeah. This came out. And then, you know, the super sleuths of the world, like we have now, the internet sleuths, it's always been a thing. So, you know, who knows? Unfortunately, he was never, of course, officially tied. And it was all left sort of a mystery. Did he die in prison, I wonder? I didn't do any. There was another axe murder that he committed on his grandma. I didn't do any more research on Henry Lee. Yeah, I I bet you he probably got the death penalty. I mean, for that death, yeah. And he was, like, proven to to be so. So He probably. Probably. Or just, you know, if the death penalty went away, he definitely probably just died. And who knows? Who knows where he ended up? Maybe he went to fucking Leavenworth because it was the Midwest. And he did, you know. And it was that time period. Everybody went to Leavenworth. (laughs) Who the fuck knows? (laughs) So, yeah. Was it the rival? The strange reverend? Or the work of a violent serial killer? I think the reverend is a violent serial killer. We'll probably never know. That's what I think happened. I think it's just too weird. All the things are just I too feel weird like the him. Reverend was the best. Yeah. You know, suspect. Mm-hmm. And he almost went down for it. Yeah. And the fact that he left town, he lived somewhere else. It's very possible that he was doing all the others. If he didn't been, yeah. live in Villisca, yep. you know, it could have been that he was just mm-hmm. traveling around as a Reverend, visiting 
church services and then following the parishioners home. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I don't... I, for some reason, think it was that creepy fucking guy. I don't think that all of the other murders were, like, deaf, like, children. I don't know if there were, like, if it was... Like, yeah. oh, he always killed parents and children, parents went, and children, why? parents and children. But I think it was just random kind of axe murders that they started say, tying together. If you do research it more, we find that there are always children involved. It could, That'll yeah. be another yep. thing that points to kind of like, well, yep. he had a sexual deviance of children. sometimes, if we look at sexual deviance and those serial killers that have that inside of them, a lot of them don't penetrate. Mm-hmm. They have... A sexual dysfunction where they need to torture somebody. Mm-hmm. So maybe or he was use... the entire time pleasing himself yeah. because that was the only way that he could find sexual satisfaction. Yeah, that it happens torture very and... often. Right. BTK. Yeah. Or he, well, no, I guess they would also see that too. I was going to say he could have committed sodomy if he can't, you know. Yeah, he probably would have, yeah. But they would have found that. But yeah, a lot of the times, like, yes. you know, with BTK, I don't think he was actually assaulting them. He would strangle them, and that's what he He liked. would get off on. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that was... I feel like there are many serial killers with sexual deviance. Uh, it's, a, it's yeah, it's like know, 10 fucking one right yeah, there. Especially, you know, they would either do it after they were dead, or... Yep. I mean, look at yep. what Kemper was doing to the heads and mm. stuff, you know, and like... Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, I He know. wanted something that wasn't necessarily alive, but not necessarily dead. Yeah, a zombie. Yeah, Fucking literally. Crazy guy. So, hey, guys, don't go anywhere. This episode is not done yet. Okay. Like I said in the beginning, it's a two-parter. Oh, boy, we got haunted stuff coming. We do. Yes. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of the internet. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> all right. We'll still listen. Okay, good. Given the horrific murder of eight, which occurred inside these walls, it's no surprise that the Velisca house is thought to be very, very haunted. Not a surprise at all. Mm-mm. That's stuff that is trapped forever. The original house is still standing. Okay. And it's open to the public. Awesome. You can visit during the day for a tour or stay the night for a private a investigation. Snoop. Snoop a doop doop. You know where we should be headed. A private investigation is $428. Holy. That's still expensive. But not as bad. Yeah, I guess. They're usually like seven, dollars $800 because you have like every, you need like eight people to go. $428, $500, that ain't bad at all. That ain't bad if I didn't already spend like 400 bucks on this podcast this year already. Well, no, I'm not saying we're going to go this year, but that well, is I not know. bad. I mean, I, I guess it's not. I it's just not feel like ba- it shouldn't even be that much. That's Well, of course, but you're getting the whole, you're shutting the house down for yourself. Yeah. So even if you got three people. They only let people shit. do it during the day anyway. So what, are what they do you mean? Like, you can either do a daytime tour or a private. Not everybody's going to be doing a private nighttime tour. So usually this place is only doing daytime tours. No, a lot of people do shut down in it. I saw a lot of different articles about, like, you know, people investigating and locking down. A lot of the stories come from those people. Not well, the people I, I doing under, the daytime tours. I understand, but I still feel like there's not as many people at all. I mean, they're not doing this every single night. So there's no reason they're not missing out on money. It's money they wouldn't have had anyway. It's true. It's true. You but know, I that's feel... That's what bothers me about it, because people are interested. Like, this is how I've always been. If you own a business, you ch- charge 
less for your shit, you get the same amount of people coming in, if not more, yeah. then you will make up your profits no, anyway. I do agree. Oh, I just, per- so I personally feel like that I've looked at private investigations. Yeah, Rolling Hills, fucking Rolling Hills is always expensive. And I feel like this is cheaper than a lot of the ones that yeah. I did see. You know, and it, and it feels more doable because those you look and you're just like, we don't have a group of 10. We're not going to be able to fucking afford this. And this, you, me, and Kayla... Like and could afford it. the trip to Iowa in well, the hotel, yes. unless we camp, which... Melissa lives in Iowa. <sighs> Who knows Melissa, how far away from freaking... Melissa, we're coming. <laughs> yeah, oh. Iowa's not the smallest state, but it's not the biggest state either. Yeah. So it couldn't be too bad. But um, it's, it's not terrible. But yes, it is said <laughs> to be very haunted. And most reports are that, like, when you walk in, it's heavy and it's fucking sad oh god i could i could imagine i can already feel how it was and there are like pictures of the children up around and there's like they decorated it in like the style of like the early 1900s authentic you know kids rooms look like kids rooms it's very it's very sad very i'm surprised anybody even lived there after that happened I didn't look and see who lived there, so and what if, but it probably yeah yeah I'm sure people lived there before it was opened yeah. as like an establishment. That's like crazy. This. I was gonna say because if nobody did live there, then it possibly that it could be even just the way that the they, kids' bedrooms were before. Yeah. No, I think they did restyle it. Yeah. But then again, who knows? People were very interested in the mysticism back then, especially yeah. in the early 1900s. Oh yeah. So the it could have even been a the, fucking tour, tourist attraction back then. Yeah, I mean, the spiritual <clears throat> movement Sorry. started in the 18 freaking something. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? I didn't really see, like, who lived in it. Yeah, I just know yeah, that yeah. it is open now, and you can go. Um, they also say, like, you, you feel like you're being watched all the time. Like, there are eyes on you no matter where you go. There's just this feeling of being followed and watched. They probably are, like... They now are hyper aware of intruders, and they think yeah. everybody who yep. comes in is an That's intruder. Exactly to what I thought. Hurt them. Yep, yep. So they're and just so they're following always everybody watching. around. Yep. I wouldn't blame them if they were angry spirits that would tell people to get the fuck out. I mean, it's because your I mean, home look and you at how they were murdered, viciously murdered. Yeah, and your children viciously. and your your children's friends. I mean, somebody yeah. else's children. They're probably super protective. Yeah, super I would be. Protective. I'd be a very mean spirit mm. to the to the living. Yeah. So, yes, even if you are alone, you aren't really alone. If you go up to the second floor of the home, you can actually see gashes in the walls from where the axe hit. I'm surprised previous owners didn't even fix that. I know. It's crazy. I know. Because as he was following through, remember, he's using the blunt side of the axe. So the sharp side of the axe had hit. And then he brought it back down. Yeah. So, yes, you can see those actual gashes. I do have a picture that'll be on the blog. Uh, It's fucking... That's crazy. That's just the energy of something like that still existing. Yeah. That imprint of just... I am so surprised that was not filled in. I know. By by now. If people did live in it, crazy. But that's what makes me think, like, the macabre of everybody forever in all time... It's probably the guy who took the piece of skull that fucking moved in there. Probably. He probably <laughs> bought the house and was like, come on, guys. Come see the gashes yeah. from the axe that killed the family of eight. Jesus Christ. Good luck. Step right up. Get your peanuts. <laughs> oh, no. Because that was really the time. They oh, yeah. They making money off a lot Side of that shit. shows and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hmm. Great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
Some other activity that occurs are objects moving on their own and also falling off of shelves. So things oh, will wow. just move around, they'll be falling down. That would give me a startle. You know, yeah, especially there, if there's room. no cats in the house. Exactly. <laughs> no cats. No. Well, actually, in the Destination Fear episode, a cat did come in the house. Like a real cat came in the house? Yes, a real cat. They don't know how it got in the house, but they were up in the bedroom doing like an EVP or some type of session, and they're like, oh my God, do you hear footsteps? And then this cat just jumped on Dakota's lap. Yeah, I don't know how they like let it outside, but it somehow got in the house, and it was a very friendly cat. That seems weird to me. Very, very friendly. Oh, but we're supposed to think that absolutely no one else is in these houses now that you've, you know, somehow yeah. something got in. Great. Contamination at its finest. Uh, oh, that cat? Yeah, definitely 100% contamination. Oh, a cat somehow got in, but there's nobody else in the house with us. Come on. Uh, well, we'll just have to do our own. We'll see. Goddamn lock-ins. I know. So, after that, you do hear footsteps like above you. So, a lot of times it'll come from the attic, it'll come from the bedrooms, wooden floors, and yep. things like that. And many investigators have even captured EVPs of children's voices. Kids' stuff is always eerie. Uh huh. Always. Always. It's just eerie as hell. Always. And you got six of them that mm-hmm. perished terribly in that mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Those poor little other girls are probably stranded away from their families because their spirits oh, are stuck I know. there. I they know. can't even go and greet their families when they passed on because they're stuck. Isn't that awful? It is. It is. Rest so, in peace. Anyway, that is really all I have for the haunted that was a good section. Episode. Thank you. Yeah. I definitely want to stay the night here. Yeah. I think it's gonna it would be one of the ones that I would be very scared of. I think I would just I don't know about like scared. I just I would be very different. anxious before. Yeah, I would it's just different. be very like like you know the feeling that you, you mm-hmm. already I can already feel the feeling I would feel when I would walk yes. into that place yep. and it's just and then the fact that like it's heavy and daunting who knows who is still there yeah the killer could be attracted to there mm-hmm. you just don't know mm-hmm. and then and by now that person is definitely dead mm-hmm. and it's such a violent energy that yeah. took place there so you never know you never know what can I mean, happen even like demons can be you know attracted yeah. to that yeah. type of negative energy so yeah so Yes. Uh, maybe, you know, if we do get in there, maybe we can find out who actually did this and make it not unsolved. Yeah. I mean, and we would actually lock down. Make it solved. Nobody would be in there with us. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I mean, it's not like we haven't caught significant EVPs in the past, so. Exactly. Exactly. I, mean, and, I, I you know, have faith that we could do it. If we're at the Velisca Axe House and can pay that expensive five hundred dollars, hopefully we'll have better equipment, good equipment too. You know, like I mean, a even for box. Snoop, yeah, 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 extra equipment. I should say because extra, our, yeah, no, our, our equipment was good. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it costs. I just some want shit. more. Oh I yeah, want absolutely. Spirit box. If I could get an Oculus, if I could get a whole bunch of different fucking shit, yeah, for sure, I would totally do it. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that is the Velisca Axe murder. If you'd like to donate to our paranormal snoop cause so we could get some equipment, that's fine. You can donate a dollar each. Um, How? That'll help. How would they do that? We'll get a Venmo. Okay, I was going to say, we don't even have a Venmo or anything. You can Facebook pay us through Messenger. There you go. We're asking for money now, guys. Um, Anyway, until next time, make sure to go follow us on the socials. If you haven't heard yet, we are on TikTok. So make sure to go follow us on there at More the Murder Pod. We definitely want all of you to see the stuff that we got coming up. 
So mm-hmm. we have a video on there. So go give that love. <laughs> and then yes, uh, also go follow us on Facebook at More Than Murder. Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. And Insta at More Than Murder Pod. Yes, yes. I'm yes, surprised yes. because I was totally dissociating and zoning out for oh, like I know. a second. And I, I know. still somehow. Because I literally started and I was like, oh, you God, saw my face. didn't know that I'm at this part yet. Because I kind of changed my, my, I had to change things around a little bit. Yeah. So, so like you saw me dissociating and zoning yep, out, and yep. I'm like, oh, I said it perfectly. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, also, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. Search More Than Murder and hit the bell. Choo-choo. Yes, the YouTube. Also, if you want to help your girls out, leave us a review wherever you can do so. Those seriously help us out. And, and what do you guys share to your pages? Like, one of our most loyal listeners, Peggy, Peggy! has been doing the real out, yes shout out to peggy she's always sharing about us always posting about us you know and that's just awesome it so. is when someone's really like i helps. need a podcast she's like more than murder i'm like oh, oh my gosh thank you. it really makes us feel so good and because no even, one does that no it's not even monetary literally just a simple yeah. share or yeah. re- recommending us literally makes us we the know. happiest girls in the world we absolutely know that everyone is attached to their phone yeah yeah so 10 seconds out of that time to just hit share. And you guys share like stupid memes all the time. Yes. You sit there bitching about random stuff. How about just share us really quick? I know. It's so easy. Just 10 seconds out of your day. We're not asking for money. Although she did ask for donations. I'm about to put up a donation. I'm about to put up a Kickstarter or something. (laughs) All right. This Uh, shit's expensive. And we like giving you content. We do. We definitely don't want to stop (laughs) due to monetary reasons. So if we could grow the podcast. That's what we're trying to aim for. That's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to badger anybody. We just literally are like, share us out. Right. Leave us a review. Only way we can get monetized without your guys donations is if we get more money and and monetary things from other places which we need more listeners and more shares for exactly which is why we ask for those will give us more listeners yeah like we it's hard to get seen on the internet you mm -hmm. know it's hard to you know push yourself out there like that without spending a ton of money that we don't have so and yeah we like jenna said we don't want to stop due to monetary issues but we've already created it like three years down the road if we're still not making money it might be a little tough to, might, to yes. swing the more than murder pod exactly so leave us reviews we'd really appreciate it we'll also you know give you guys a shout out on the show we will send you something you know once we got our merch store up all for a shout out we haven't seconds. made much merch yet because nobody really writes reviews and all our merch is going to be made to order anyway. Right, we're we not making make this it. huge stock of we're, it. We're not ordering to hold anything. On to it. Yeah, so. it takes time and also money to make things. Exactly. So that's why we're not doing it just yet until we get people who are actively like leaving reviews and things. I, sh- I we should make up some things for Peggy, honestly. <laughs> yeah, hey Peggy, we'll make you something. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let me forget because yeah, I, I still like, gotta figure out stuff with my cricket, but you'll get stuff. <laughs> like we said, like Peggy is sharing us out like she's Constantly. she didn't even leave us a review on like, apple but we'll still shout her out because she is helping in her way right so we're not saying like oh uh, well i don't have apple i can't leave your review i won't get free stuff not true leave us a message you can recommend on us, facebook like you can leave reviews on audible you can comment on youtube and when mm-hmm. you share stuff out constantly like peggy does this almost every week she'll either message me a picture of her listening or she'll put it on facebook put it on her story you know it's awesome and then she word just recommended it to the other to somebody just yesterday exactly so. and word of mouth if you're having a conversation you know at at work and they're like oh you know i, I like podcasts 
or I like true crime, or do you like haunted things? Or, exactly. You know, and any of you people, like, I know one of my friends just went um, to Rolling Hills. Well, have you guys, if you like paranormal, have you watched our paranormal snoop? Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. and then share that, because you obviously have friends that like that stuff. It's exactly. so helpful. Exactly, so, so helpful. helpful. You know, we can share it only just as much, you know, but mm-hmm. when you share it, it goes to your friends, and then your friends can share it, and it goes to their friends, and there's so many people that you can reach just by a simple share. It's called networking. It is, and that's <laughs> what we need you to do. Yeah. So, just help us out. If you want to get in touch with us, you have any questions or anything like that, we do have an email. If you want to tell us an awesome paranormal story or you're interested in being a guest on our bonus Windbag Wednesdays. Windbag Wednesdays. We've only had one so far. Yes, because we need guests. Yeah. Um. You can. We need a windbag. <laughs> send us an email at the Gmail, more than murderpod at gmail dot com, or message us on any of the socials um, that you can message. I don't know if you can message on Twitter, but you can definitely slide into them DMs on Facebook and Instagram. I know nothing so. about Twitter except for it looks like a mess whenever I get on there. I, it's not organized enough for me. It's just. It's, yeah, the news feed's you know? weird. It's just... Well, yeah, and people can only type so much, so they have to put, like, a million things. Uh-huh. And have, it's like, no. Why I have a character limit? Like Why have a fucking character I don't know. limit? It's because it's supposed to be just a tweet, a little message. Yeah, but then don't put your paragraph on there. Put it on Facebook instead. Because what I like <laughs> about Facebook is you have, like, the see more option. Yeah. So you don't have to have it being, like, 30,000 pages on your news feed. Yeah. If you want to read it all, go ahead. If you don't, scroll don't. by. Yeah. So, yes. Um, but anyways. That went off the rails a little bit. That's, that's it. okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank As you. always, we will be at you next week. Maybe Noelle will do Axe Murder again so we can keep the month alive. No, you're doing that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm doing Hinsdale House next, y'all. So we want to go uh, there, too. So. Hey, maybe there's an Axe Murder at Hinsdale House. Hinsdale House, if you hear this, please let us know how much it is to private tour your place. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you have to inquire like through an email or yeah, something. So I'll email Chip. I'll say, hey, I'm part of more than murder. And let us. So maybe um, we can do a little bit of TikToks, maybe about like getting our makeup ready. I don't know what our bosses at the haunted house will allow. We'll see what's allowed for the haunted house, but we definitely, you know what we're going to do? We are going to do a windbag Wednesday after we're done. Okay. And just talk about the haunted house. Okay. Because I think it'd be interesting. I think people would like to hear about it. We've never scared before. We've been scared many times. Yeah. uh, But we've never been scare actors. Yeah. So I think it would be interesting. But we don't have a guest to be a windbag. We don't need. No, they're just bonus. The bonus episodes are just windbag Wednesdays. We don't necessarily need a guest. Yeah, true. It's nice to have a guest. But if we have other content that we feel is interesting and can make a bonus episode. Sure. Fuck it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we will see you next week. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.